This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. New to the LJS podcast or just haven't gotten connected before? Then go and subscribe at learnjazzstandards.com slash newsletter. Become part of our jazz community and get our free ebook, A Jazz Guide to Practicing. learnjazzstandards.com slash newsletter. What is up, everybody? My name is Brent. Welcome to the show. You're listening to the LJS Podcast, the podcast where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And as always, I want to welcome you from wherever you're listening from, whether it's iTunes, YouTube, or our home base at LearnJazzStandards.com. And we know we have listeners from all around the world listening today, so I want to thank you so much for joining me. And on today's episode 55, I'm going to be talking about four important jazz chord progressions that you need to master. You will find these chord progressions come out all of the time in jazz standards, in jazz repertoire, and not only jazz standards, but also in all other kinds of music. But you're going to want to know these chord progressions forwards and backwards and know how to improvise over them. So on today's episode. I'm going to have a lot of show notes today. So if you want to go to learnjazzstandards.com podcast in the top menu and find this episode 55, I'm going to have a lot of musical examples for you to look at. And that might be very helpful for today's show. So consider going to the show notes if you can. If not, no worries. You're still going to get a ton out of today's podcast episode. We're going to have lick and audio examples uh, to help you out. So looking forward to to that. Now, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you like this show, you love listening to it, first of all, it would really help us out if you just share uh, an episode with your friend. That would be amazing. And if you're an iTunes listener, leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. That just helps other people find this show and spread the word. We'd really appreciate it so much. That's a great way to give back. That means it's time for our segment of Ask LGS. Now, if you haven't listened to the show before, Ask LGS is where listeners like you can call into our podcast questions hotline, leave a voicemail with a jazz question, and it could be answered on a future LGS podcast episode. And that hotline, by the way, if you're interested in calling in, is 910-LJS-CAST or 910-557-2278. can be any question. There's no bad question. If I don't know the answer to the question, I will find someone who knows the answer. All right, let's take this week's listener question. Hey, LGS Podcast. My name is Rodney Mason. I'm from Maryland, and I just wanted to let y'all know that podcast has changed my life. I want to be the player that I am today. I haven't been listening to it for so long, but my question is jam sessions. Like, how do you get jam sessions and where do you know where to go for the jam session and if you're a novice player i'm 17 years old but i just started taking music seriously if you're like a novice to intermediate player is it are you still able to get jam sessions or how do you get gigs at the same time thank you for all your hard work and have a great day 
Hey, what's up, Rodney from Maryland? Thanks so much for calling the LGS podcast. Really appreciate it. And also, really, thanks for the kind words. I'm so happy that the podcast has been really helpful for you so far. And at the end of the day, that's why I do all this and just trying to give back uh, from what others have given me. And I just believe in the power of music and music education. So thanks for the encouraging words that really made my day. Um, as far as your question with jazz jam sessions, I would encourage you to go back to episode 51, where I talk about everything you need to know about jazz jam sessions to really get a thorough answer. That really covers a lot of your concerns, but I'm going to quickly go over some of them. Um, first of all, when I was 17, that's actually when I started getting really serious about jazz and studying it. So I want to encourage you there. But one great place to start is just find other peers uh, around you who are, who are interested in jazz, who, who want to play, and just get together private jam sessions. Private jam sessions is a great way to start. And so I'm not sure if in your um, local high school, if you have a group of guys that you already are trying to get together to play with, but don't underestimate that. That's a huge part of your education is just finding other um, you know, musicians that have like-minded, uh, you know, aspirations for playing and getting better and practicing together, just have jam sessions together. I would highly suggest doing that a lot. Now, as far as public jam sessions, you want to seek them out in your local music scene. Now, if you're in a bigger metropolis, you're at an advantage. Like, for example, I'm not sure where you live in Maryland, but if you live near Baltimore, for example, um, if you go to baltimorejazz.com, they have lots of jam sessions uh, that are happening around listed. And so you could start popping your head in there and checking out the scene, seeing if you feel comfortable sitting in in that environment and just go and get, get get your hands and feet a little dirty and... Uh, you know, just jump in there and start trying to learn and meet other musicians. So I would encourage you to do that. I mean, maybe you live near Washington, D.C., I'm not sure. Uh, then you could look up jam sessions around there as well. So finding them is is really almost, if you're near a big you know, music center, especially in the United States, and I know this is also true around the world, there's jam, jazz jam sessions everywhere. You can always find one that's happening. Now, uh, to answer your question about finding gigs, uh, that's that comes in two ways. First of all, that's networking. So that's going to jam sessions, meeting other musicians, and you know, networking with other musicians to get gigs. That also, in the other way, you can get gigs is just by hustling, old-fashioned hustling. You know, find a restaurant, a uh, a bar, uh, you know, a coffee shop that's near you and present them with the idea of having live music there. If they already have live music, ask them if they have another night. You know, sometimes hustling can go a long ways. Um, I currently have a weekly brunch gig that I hustled and I've been playing it for about three and a half years now. So sometimes hustling can be really rewarding. So networking by going to those jam sessions and hustling those gigs, just, you know, put in the work, knock on the doors, make the phone calls, make the emails and make it happen, right? And that and the other thing you can do is if there's no jam sessions near you at all, be the one to start it. Get together your friends uh, it, that you've been doing private jam sessions with. Convince uh, a restaurant owner or a coffee shop owner, hey, let's have a jam session. It'll bring people in. It'll uh, People will buy drinks. People will do buy some food. So, you know, start your own jam session and, and start creating a community for yourself. Again, go to episode 51 to get an even more thorough answer on that. But thanks so much for asking that question, Rodney. I think that's a really good question. I hope that helped you get a little bit of insight on that. Now, if you want to join Rodney in calling the LGS podcast, call 910-LGS-CAST or 910-557-2278. Now on to today's main topic. Okay. 
Okay, so we're talking about four important jazz chord progressions you need to master. These chord progressions come up all the time in jazz music, so you need to know them forwards and backwards, know how to improvise over them. Now, today's lesson, it comes out of our new ebook that we're going to be launching in April of 2017. It's called Zero to Improv, and it's all about becoming a great jazz improviser from the ground up. We try to leave no stone unturned and just really start from the beginning. How do we become great jazz improvisers? So when it comes to chord progressions, we go way more into detail about this and I mean, just far beyond what we're going to talk about today. So I encourage you to look out for that book coming up in April 2017. Maybe if you're listening from the future, it's already out. But either way, you can find all about that by making sure you're subscribed to our newsletter at learnjazzstandards.com slash newsletter. And you'll just be on the inside of when that is going to be available. Now, there's two goals for today's episode. It's not just to tell you what these chord progressions are, but to also give you the resources to practice them and give you some musical examples to work with. And I'm going to give you some licks that you can practice over these and then hopefully create more of your own licks over top of these chord progressions. So uh, if you want to go to the show notes, I'll have all these musical examples notated out. So that's going to be at learnjazzstandards.com. Go to podcast in the top menu and then find episode 55. And that will, that will help you out. But if not, no worries. You're in the clear uh, for today's episode. Now, the first chord progression I want to talk about, it's hands down one of the most important ones. You're always going to see it come up in jazz standards. And that's the 2-5-1. Okay? The 2-5-1 chord progression. Now, if you have no clue what the numbers mean that I'm talking about, I encourage you to go and look up a blog post on learnjazzstandards.com. And it's called How to Harmonize a major scale with seventh chords. How to harmonize a major scale with seventh chords. Just go to the website and search that. You'll find it. It explains how we come up with the numbering system to learn what chord progressions are and how they work. So a 2-5-1. Now in the key of C major, a 2-5-1 would be D minor. Okay, D minor. Uh, It's the two chord. The two chord is always minor. And then the five chord is G7, okay? G7, it's always a dominant chord, the the five chord normally. And then the one chord is C major seven. C major is the key center we're going into. So two, five, one in C major is D minor seven, G7, C major seven. Listen to this chord progression. Now that's what I call a long two five one in the book, and that basically means that when I say long, is every chord is being played for one measure at least. So the D minor seven is played for one measure, the G seven is played for one measure, and then the C major seven is played for one measure or sometimes two measures. Now a short two five one is just simply each the the two and the five chord is played for two beats each. So really the two and the five are in one measure, and then the C major seven is for one measure. So let's take a listen to that really quick. All right, this is not rocket science. Just the chords are going by a little bit faster time-wise. Two beats for the 
the two minor chord and the five dominant seventh chord. Now, really quickly, you may or may not already understand this, but for those who don't, I just want to quickly cover this. How do you actually build these chords? Because that's obviously incredibly important uh, for understanding these chord progressions. So a minor seventh chord, so in this case, the two chord, the D minor seven, is the root, the flat three, the five, and the flat seven. I'm deriving this from the natural minor scale. That's how I'm picking out these notes. You know, every note in the scale is numbered. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, right? There's seven notes in the scale if you don't repeat the top octave note. So for a D minor seven, that would be D is the root, F is the flat three, A is the fifth, C is the flat seven. Now for a dominant seventh chord, that is spelled root, major third, fifth, flat seven. Okay, so in G7, it would be G as the root, B as the major third, D as the fifth, F as the flat seventh. Now, C major 7 for a major 7th chord, you got the root, the major 3rd, the 5th, and the major 7th, okay? It's a a major 7th chord formula. So in the key of C, that would be C as the root, E as the 3rd, G as the 5th, B as the major 7th. That's really important for you to understand. You probably uh, could know that already, but if you don't, that's important information for you to know. Now, I want to play a little lick over top of this chord progression. Again, this is in the show notes for you to see, but this is a lick that you can practice and check out that really outlines these chord changes really nicely. All right, really cool, simple, nice, easy, beautiful 251 lick. Let's listen to it one more time. These are all actually audio examples from the book, by the way. Now, I'm not going to leave you hanging there. If you want to practice 251s in all 12 keys, we have an incredible resource on learnjazzstandards.com for you to use. They're called chord progression workouts. And actually, every single chord progression we're going today, we have a chord progression workout for it. And what it basically is, is it it's a play-along track and it's a piece of sheet music that takes you through playing any chord progression through all 12 keys. The Each key is repeated three times. So they're really cool play-alongs recordings we made several years ago. So if you want to find that, you can just go to learnjazzstandards.com, go to the search bar, and type in chord progression workouts, and you'll fi- find the 251. The actual URL for that is learnjazzstandards.com forward slash blog forward slash chord dash progression dash workout. So that is the URL for that. Um, So go check that out. That's a really great resource for you just honing in onto those two, five, ones. Okay, chord progression number two, important chord progression number two is the one, six, two, five chord progression. You find this uh, really notably in rhythm changes. Uh, That's any song that's a contrafact of George Gershwin's I Got Rhythm. And you just find this all throughout jazz all the time. Uh, It's... Obviously, there's a 2-5 in there. It's 1-6-2-5. So starts on the 1 chord, goes to the 6, which is really connecting you to the 2 and the 5. And usually that resolves back to the 1 chord. So a lot of times it's a 
2-5-1. Now, the sixth chord, diatonically correctly speaking, is normally a minor seventh chord, but jazz musicians will often turn that sixth chord into a dominant seventh chord for voice leading purposes. Voice leading, that's another podcast altogether, another lesson altogether, but that for voice leading purposes and just the tension and release that that gives going into the two chord, they'll change it to the dominant seventh chord. So today's lick, uh, has that tension in it. But let's listen to it really quick. We'll first listen to the long 1625, and then I'll follow it immediately by the short 1625. All right, so I'm sure you heard the difference between the long and the short. Obviously, the short, it was just two beats for every single chord until uh, the, the we resolved to the one chord at the end there. All right, let's listen to a lick that you can play over this chord progression. And one more time. You may have noticed that that lick has some similarities with the 251 lick I just showed you rhythmically. Uh, and that's uh, an idea to show you that you can take a motif, a little idea, whether it's rhythmic, whether it's melodic, and adjust it for the harmonic environment that you wish to use it for. So that's a really great idea to consider with your improvisation is taking little motifs and ideas and adjusting them to fit the circumstance you're playing in. All right, let's move on to the third important jazz chord progression, and that is a minor 2-5-1. So we know our major 2-5-1. Minor 2-5-1 is really important. You'll see that one come up all the time. So what chords make up the minor 2-5-1? So the two chord in a minor key is a half diminished chord, all right? So that 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 is also called a minor 7 flat 5 chord. So in our case, that would be a D minor 7 flat 5, which the only difference there between that and a minor 7 is the flat 5, of course. So it'd be spelled a D minor 7 flat 5, would be spelled D, F, A flat, that's the flat 5, and C. Now the 5 chord, it's still a dominant 7th chord, but a lot of times with minor 2 5 ones, you can add an extension to it, like a, like a flat 9 or a sharp 9 or a flat 13 to add some more color resolution notes in there. And then the one chord, of course, is a minor seven chord. So we're in a minor key here. So that would be a C minor seven. All right. So let's listen to this chord progression. Again, I'm going to play a short and a long minor two, five, one for you in a row. Right, there you have it. And, and again, when we're talking about improvising over this chord progression, you want to focus on the fact that, that that two chord is 
a minor seven flat five chord. It's got that fly that, that flat five in it, so you want to really focus on that a little bit. And also, like I said, that five chord is often altered, so you want to maybe focus on adding some altered notes and resolving to the the third or the seventh, perhaps, of the minor seventh chord. Uh, let's listen to a lick you can play. One more time. Now the fourth and the last corporation I want to go over today is, you guessed it, the minor one, six, two, five. It's a chord progression you will see a lot. And that six chord, again, like it was in the major one, six, two, five, is acting as a connecting chord between the one and the two chord. So in this case, in the key of C minor, uh, we would have a C minor seven, an A minor seven flat five is the sixth chord. Oftentimes the sixth chord in a minor key is, a, is a, another half diminished chord. And then the two chord is D minor seven flat five, and the five chord is G seven. And then off, oftentimes it will resolve back to the one chord. So let's go ahead and hear what this sounds like. Again, I'll play a long and a short right next to each other for you. So when thinking about improvising over this, the highlight really is that half-diminished sixth chord, adding that into the mix, and then figuring out how to outline that chord, and then go into a minor 2-5 back into the 1. So let's listen to a lick that we can play over this chord progression. And one more time. So if you happen to be on the show notes right now, you can see that on beat two where the A minor seven six chord lands, we hit an E flat. That last note is an E flat. That's the flat five of that chord. So we're outlining that that important note in that chord. And then I go ahead and we, we play a little bit of a bluesy kind of idea into the two five back into the one. All right, so these four chord progressions, you need to work these really hard. I hope some of these licks help you out. And remember, go to the chord progression workouts. Look that up on learnjazzstandards.com. Those are really helpful, help you just practice over and over again through all 12 keys, these important chord progressions. That's all for today's show. Thanks so much for listening and for tuning in. And as always, if you have anything to add to today's show or any comments to make, you can go to the show notes at learnjazzstandards.com, podcast in the top menu, and then find this episode 55. Leave us a comment. This is a jazz community. And remember, if you want to give back to this podcast, the easiest way you can do that is go to iTunes and leave us a rating and a review. It just helps other people find this podcast. And if you want to get notified when... 
our ebook Zero to Improv will be released in April 2017. Make sure you're signed up for our newsletter. It's going to be a really exciting ebook. Go to learnjazzstandards.com slash newsletter. You're going to get so much more of the kind of stuff you learned today, but way more in depth with way more material to work on. All right, we're going to be coming out with episode 56 next week. Looking forward to seeing you then. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.